Ten. Work promotes growth. Big jobs usually go to individuals who prove their ability to outgrow small ones. Ralph Waldo Emerson. About nine years ago, a colleague directed a young professional to seek me out for career advice. Maria had joined the company soon after completing her undergraduate degree. She was early into her career experience, having worked for the company for three years. She dutifully contacted me to arrange a meeting. I agreed to meet with her, subject to a routine request. I asked her to articulate her objectives for the meeting. I recall her response largely because of her forthrightness. Maria had networked with several senior professionals, but had never been asked to convey her objectives in advance. My question caused her to critically examine her intent for the meeting. Her prior dialogues with senior professionals had followed a recurrent line of questioning: How did you advance to your current position? To what do you attribute your success? How can I achieve similar success? After reflecting on my request, she posed only one question in her email: What would I ask? If I were in her shoes, people frequently ask me for career advice, and in most cases, their meaning boils down to how they can advance their career. I offered a more valuable exploration, which involved professional and personal growth. We began our first meeting with a friendly exchange about our respective backgrounds and interests. Maria was intellectually curious and detail-oriented, though a natural introvert. She was very sociable. Her disarming persona veiled a strong ambition. She was acutely focused on her career progression. What are your foremost personal values? I asked. I'm not sure I understand what you mean, she remarked. Values are deeply held beliefs that affect every area of our lives. Having a clear sense of personal values is essential to navigating your career. I can provide you with more appropriate career guidance if I understand what's truly important to you. My faith and my family are the most important things in my life," she replied. This revelation proved to be an inflection point in our dialogue, as we shared similar personal priorities. This also began an informal mentoring relationship that would persist for several years. Maria focused on aligning her career ambitions with her personal priorities. Our most important career choices are generally values-based decisions. This includes decisions such as which organization offers the best cultural fit, and what type of position to pursue. My personal values include faith, relationships, wisdom, accountability, leadership, competence, and generosity. Understanding your values helps align your career aspirations with your greater purpose. Wise career advice entails more than tactics for career advancement, and your vocation offers you much more than means to your desired ends. Work promotes growth. Specifically, it cultivates professional development and personal maturity. We will explore both the professional and personal aspects of growth to better understand how they relate to our work. Professional development. Have you ever heard someone referred to as a consummate professional? Consummate means extremely skilled or accomplished. In a word, it means complete. A consummate professional is highly effective at applying what he or she knows. Consummate professionals do not merit this distinction simply because they are talented.
We are each imbued with God-given talents, so our giftedness alone does not make us consummate professionals. The only way to maximize our impact is to maximize and improve upon our talent. In Chapter 3, I outlined three dimensions of aptitude, discovery, development, and deployment. Development involves honing your talents and is synonymous with growth. Three forms of learning principally drive professional development. One, instruction. Two, association. And three, application. We will explore how each of these facets of professional development promotes growth and fulfillment. Instruction My family has a history of military service, including my father, who proudly served in the United States Air Force. One of the principal benefits those who served highlight is the rigorous and valuable training they received. Initial military training is generally divided into two segments. Basic training, or boot camp, entails physical, mental, and emotional preparation to ensure recruits are combat-ready. This common training program provides service members with the basic tools necessary to perform their roles during their tours of duty. After basic training, which lasts for about three to four months, service members receive advanced individual training based on their chosen vocational field. This segment of training equips service members with competencies that can be deployed during their service within the military and beyond. This period of training lasts from 1 to 12 months, depending on the area of specialty. The objective of military training is to ensure recruits are capable and confident. The military provides ongoing professional development by continually training and testing service members in the areas of fitness, combat readiness, and occupational proficiency. The military offers a poignant example of the first aspect of professional development which is learning through instruction. Training involves instruction in a skill or competency. Basic competencies are required for all vocations. Consummate professionals are distinguished by their commitment to expanding their knowledge and proficiency through instruction. They don't simply complete basic training, but rather seek to become expert practitioners. High-performing enterprises spend more than their competitors on training. Similarly, the highest-performing workers avail themselves of formal and informal instruction. Instruction may be received through the attainment of professional degrees or certifications. Instruction may also take the form of professional programs, workshops, or seminars. Taken together, these varied forms of instruction provide the means to enhance your existing competencies and learn new ones. You must invest time and money to reap the benefits of instruction. This investment, however, yields exponential returns. Learning through instruction is an elemental facet of your professional development and lays the foundation for all other aspects. Association Learning through association is the second aspect of professional development. In this context, association refers to a connection or relationship. Cultivating a network of professional relationships is essential to your professional growth. Relationships allow you to benefit from the knowledge, experience, and affiliations of other professionals. 
relationships with subject matter experts allow you to expand your knowledge base. Relationships with advisors help you solve problems and make wise decisions. Relationships with trusted colleagues provide timely feedback, which allows you to improve your effectiveness working with others. Mentors and sponsors are particularly integral to our professional development. Mentors are living examples who provide guidance and support. Sponsors are influential persons who advocate for you. Taken together, these represent a cadre of valuable relationships that help you prosper professionally. Whether our associations are formal or informal, we flourish if we have role models who show us the way. The term role model describes a person whose behaviors, qualities, and achievements serve as an example for others. Individuals often compare themselves to people who occupy a position to which they aspire. This is common with respect to occupational pursuits and is a construct that has existed over time. Historically, it was common to pursue an occupation or trade through an apprenticeship. An experienced professional provided instruction and modeled the actions and personal attributes the novice needed to become successful. The relationship was essential for professional success. While formal apprenticeships are less common today, our professional relationships serve a vital role in our professional development. Ethan, an emergency room doctor, is a good friend. He has a warm personality and chose the medical profession to help people live better lives. Ethan described himself as an average student who was unsure of his career path during his early college years. That was until he met a physician who began to mentor him. His mentor not only introduced Ethan to the field of medicine, but also provided him with other contacts in the medical field. These associations provided recommendations for medical school, encouragement during his matriculation, and guidance during his medical internship. Ethan says these associations were essential for his development as a physician. He now pays their investment forward by mentoring young physicians and helping disadvantaged youths pursue careers in medicine. Application During my career, I have pursued several entrepreneurial endeavors, ranging from starting a small business to launching a new business unit as part of a large organization. I naturally have a strong affinity and respect for entrepreneurs, and have studied many examples. An entrepreneur is someone who exercises initiative and takes the risk to pursue a business opportunity. While we recognize some entrepreneurs as highly innovative and others as visionary, most possess a basic quality indispensable for all workers. Entrepreneurs are highly adept at active learning. While others study the problem or opportunity, individuals with an entrepreneurial spirit just do it. They tap into the lifeblood of ingenuity that runs through humankind and apply their hands, head, and heart to doing real work. The very nature of tackling new things requires a degree of trial and error. In this way, they learn from their successes and their failures. They not only increase their productivity, but also develop skills such as planning, managing, and leading in the process. The discipline of learning by doing provides them with plenty of practice and actionable feedback. Learning through application is the third and most hands-on aspect of professional development. Work involves specific duties or responsibilities, 
While certain aspects of our work are learned through instruction and others are learned through association, application is where the rubber meets the road. Each workday presents us with opportunities to produce valuable outputs while learning in the process. When we earnestly apply ourselves to our work assignments, we increase our aptitude. This applied learning perfects our mastery of the specific competencies required to perform our role and our ability to interact harmoniously with other people. Professional challenges test our aptitude and cause us to effectively apply what we have learned. The willingness to assume additional duties or responsibilities provides us with fresh developmental opportunities. Again, provide more service than your pay dictates. This type of work ethic establishes effective work habits. Like entrepreneurs, consummate professionals are adept at learning and growing through application. The Marks of Maturity While professional growth is our foundational focus, work affords equally valuable opportunities to grow personally. Personal maturity is about increasing our self-awareness and establishing our unique identity. This type of character formation, which differs from professional development, is more aptly defined as personal maturity. We exhibit personal maturity by our ability to respond to changes in our environment constructively and appropriately. While professional development is linked to our aptitude, personal maturity is principally a function of our attitude. The marks of maturity are tangible. Intentionality, the ability to focus amid potential distractions, is one example. The ability to delay gratification and prioritize the needs of others is another. The ability to follow through on commitments, even when the task is no longer new or novel, is also an important trait. Finally, the ability to absorb both praise and criticism in a balanced manner is a clear sign of maturity. Personal maturity embraces four facets of our conscious and unconscious experience, shaping us intellectually, emotionally, socially, and spiritually. We will explore how each of these facets of personal maturity promotes growth and fulfillment. Intellectual maturity, the first element of personal maturity, relates to our ability to think and learn. We are intellectual beings. Work affords us opportunities to develop our intelligence and also allows us to develop critical thinking skills. While intellectual maturity reflects our cognitive skills, such as the ability to learn and retain knowledge, there are other essential aspects of intellectual maturity. A fundamental aspect is the ability to solve problems. From an early age, we learn the basic framework of problem solving, determining who, what, when, where, why, and how. With application, our critical thinking capacity develops. This allows us to solve more complex problems and helps us deal with increased uncertainty. Intellectual maturity increases our intellectual curiosity, creating a thirst for knowledge as well as the ability to find value in differing perspectives. The greatest sign of intellectual maturity is the understanding that you are always, ever learning. This produces an attitude that keeps you open to new ways of learning.
Emotional maturity is the second element of personal maturity and relates to our ability to manage our feelings. We are emotional beings. In fact, the emotional parts of our brain, known as our limbic system, responds to external stimuli far more quickly than the cognitive parts of our brain. Emotions are linked to memories and experiences and are not consciously controlled. If we seek to better manage our emotions, much of the work must be done in advance of the circumstances that demand it. For example, we must first be aware of the importance of tending to our emotional well-being. Rather than suppress bad experiences, we should seek counsel and guidance. Emotions should never be bottled up, but rather we must find healthy outlets. We should actively create positive experiences and engagement with our work and co-workers. This creates a reservoir of positive emotional energy to draw from. Finally, we must condition ourselves not to react immediately. The first thoughts that come rushing to your mind are generally dominated by your feelings. Emotional maturity is knowing your emotions count, but they must not count too much. Emotional maturity leads you to a higher level of self-awareness. It also encourages patience, which contributes to the perfecting work of helping you mature. Social maturity is the third element of personal maturity and relates to our ability to relate to others. We are social beings who live and work in community. Social maturity is the natural successor to emotional maturity because it largely involves developing empathy for others. Seeking to understand the feelings and experiences of others is a foundational element of social maturity. The most telling sign of immaturity is selfishness. Our social interactions at work present us with the opportunity to become more selfless. Work, by its very nature, develops our capacity to constructively engage with others. In dealing with the inevitable pressures and conflicts in the workplace, we develop our interpersonal skills. Collaboration requires us to become more objective and less subjective because we must incorporate the experiences and perspectives of others. Moreover, we build on our emotional maturity through compassionate engagement with others, learning valuable lessons in self-control and cultural awareness. Social maturity affords you a higher level of cultural awareness and reveals accepted norms and behaviors. More importantly, social maturity enables you to develop healthy working relationships with your coworkers leading to greater personal growth and fulfillment. You grow by means of your social connections. Spiritual maturity is the fourth and final element of personal maturity and relates to our ability to develop our inner lives. We are living souls, and we have a spiritual existence. Our faith orientation often informs our spiritual maturity. My faith plays an essential role in my personal development, including shaping my views toward my work. The most universal link between work and spiritual maturity is our inherent need to find meaningfulness in our work. A clear sign of spiritual maturity is both the search for and attainment of fulfillment in our work. Our ability to find a calling or purpose in our work ventures beyond our career search 
and intersects with our spiritual journey. Spiritual maturity is often evidenced by a strong desire to seek and apply truth. Life is less about seeking what is pleasurable, but rather seeking what is just or right. Spiritual maturity is marked by a distinct focus on the soul. Your work experience literally helps to shape your inner self. Spiritually mature individuals spend less time managing perceptions and pleasing others. Your contentment comes from knowing you are valued by your Creator, and not by what you create. Spiritual maturity ultimately changes the way you view your vocation. Your work is part of a greater purpose and a higher calling to serve humanity. Growing Pays I recently had an unexpected visit from Maria. Several years prior, she accepted a position in a new geographic market. I had not seen or spoken with her in the ensuing five years. Her visit was a welcome surprise. Quite a bit had transpired since our last meeting. Professionally, she was on the fast track at the company. She had received two promotions following her move. Moreover, she had assumed a range of functional responsibilities and was now a manager leading a team of 11 co-workers. She displayed a quiet confidence that corresponded with her growing professional experience. Her personal situation had also evolved. She now had two young children and reveled in her time with her growing family. I recounted from our past dialogues that she deeply valued quality time with family. This season of life naturally brought opportunities and challenges, as she and her spouse balanced budding careers and growing family commitments. I wasn't surprised one bit by her career advancement. I was, however, interested in hearing more about her professional and personal journey. Maria described the intervening years since we last connected as a demanding yet rewarding period. Neither she nor her spouse had close family or friends in the market where they relocated. The challenge of establishing new relationships while taking on a stretch assignment was initially a daunting task. Her positive attitude allowed her to flourish amid those circumstances. The birth of their first child introduced a new set of challenges. Clarity with respect to her personal values allowed her to navigate the associated trials. I was pleased to learn our conversations had proved helpful during those periods. She was now contemplating a business development role to deepen her sales and client relationship experience. She surmised increasing that skill set would position her to become a managing executive of a regional market. Do you have any advice for me regarding the new managing executive role? Maria asked. I could tell she was anxious about the decision. What are your long-term career objectives? I replied. I'd like to join the company's executive management group. Some people may view it as a stretch, but I can see myself in that type of position. This was no small ambition. I certainly couldn't guarantee she would land in the C-suite. I did, however, assure her she would continue to grow professionally and personally by maintaining the proper focus. I promised to continue to provide counsel and encouragement along the way. Who knows? The combination of discipline, mentorship, and grace just might land her one of those executive roles one day. Our conversations from the past focused on professional and personal growth. She had advanced quickly in her career and now had her sights set on a big job. Just as before, she would figuratively have to grow into her desired position, 
She possessed the aptitude and determination. The enabler in the long run would be the proper attitude. The lesson is clear. Committing to professional and personal growth positions you for future promotion. Growth does not guarantee you will get the job of your dreams. It does, however, prepare you for whatever big roles come your way. Professional development is the first facet of growth. This is accomplished through three forms of learning, which include instruction, association, and application. You must add personal maturity, which is the second facet of growth. You must grow intellectually, emotionally, socially, and spiritually. Taking individual accountability for your professional development and personal maturity will take your career to heights your ambition never will. Goals are important for achieving your career aspirations. Growth is, however, essential to experiencing joy in your work. Chapter 10 Reflections Work Promotes Growth Key Insights Pursue professional growth through employee training, advanced degrees, certification programs, workshops, or seminars. Cultivate professional relationships in order to grow from the knowledge, experience, perspective, and affiliations of others. First-hand experience and timely feedback are key contributors to your professional growth. Personal maturity entails growing intellectually, emotionally, socially, and spiritually. Curiosity and open-mindedness are signs of intellectual maturity. Compassionate engagement with others leads to greater self-awareness and self-control. Spiritual maturity is evidenced by a deep desire to find meaning in your work. The pursuit of professional and personal growth aligns your work with your greater purpose.